Welcome to this bonus episode of Optimal Finance Daily. I'm your new host and self-proclaimed personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. I am absolutely thrilled to be the new host of this incredible show, and so thought I'd take this opportunity to introduce myself. One of the first things you might notice about me is the weird spelling to my name. Yes, I have an extra I in my name. It's spelled D-I-A-N-I-A, but it's pronounced Diana. I will say that I do find it a bit ironic that there's a silent I in the name of someone who literally never shuts up. But on the bright side, this is a conversation I get to have every day. So thanks, mom. I jumped on the opportunity to host this podcast because getting my own financial house in order completely changed the trajectory of my life. I'm fascinated by how others approach the topic of personal finance because it really is a personal thing that tends to be a bit taboo to talk about. So reading personal finance blogs, which is something I would be doing anyway, and helping to spread this kind of content to more people who might benefit the way I have just perfectly aligns with how I want to be using my time. I know I love a good financial freedom story, so I'm going to walk you through a little bit of mine just so you can see why I'm so gung-ho about being your new host and helping you optimize your life. My financial journey started back in the fall of 2015 when I was living in New York City and found myself in 30 grand of debt. I felt a sense of urgency to get out of this debt and save as much as I could because I wanted to walk the Camino de Santiago for my 30th birthday. For those who don't know, the Camino is a 500-mile trek across northern Spain. The trip itself completely intimidated me. But figuring out my finances to make it happen was also way outside my comfort zone. You see, my debt accumulated largely for me just not paying attention. Half of my debt was from student loans, which doesn't sound too bad until you consider that I went to college on a full academic scholarship. I took out loans for living expenses, which in retrospect was a dumb move, but the money was available to me, so I didn't think much of it. The other half of my debt was high interest credit card debt solely from living outside my means. My attitude in my 20s was that I'll figure my debt out later when I'm making my millions. Needless to say, it was not a great strategy and definitely caught up with me. Fortunately, I stumbled upon the Mr. Money Mustache blog when I was coming up with this plan to get out of debt. I ate this blog with a spoon. I read every article and admittedly became a little obsessed. I had never heard anyone talk about money this way and it ignited this desire to learn more. I originally thought it would take me two years to get out of 30 grand of debt, but I crushed it in just 11 months. Not only was it incredibly satisfying to pay off my debt, But the process helped me tap into this level of creativity and resourcefulness I didn't know I had. Through cooking all my meals, I became very skilled in the kitchen. Treating myself to gourmet meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner on $40 per week became a skill set that now feels like second nature. Since I was going out less, I learned to become the hostess with the mostess and often held elaborate dinner parties in my one-bedroom Brooklyn apartment. I hosted and attended clothing swaps and ended up with a full closet of fashionable and free hand-me-downs for my friends. 
I shared my internet with my downstairs neighbors and I cut that bill in half. I built a sharing community in my apartment building so that we all had a network of convenient people to call on when we needed to borrow a hammer or a cup of sugar or whatever need happened to arise. I learned to make my own laundry detergent. I stopped wearing makeup and became comfortable with what my face looks like. I spent more time reading, journaling, and working out. Self-imposed restriction and frugality led me to a whole lot of self-improvement. It is laughable to me that there were people around me who felt sorry for me, that I felt this need to deprive myself. Deprivation is definitely not the word that I would use to describe this period of self-discovery. After I got out of debt, I started saving about 60% of my income. While I was living frugally, my income was also increasing at a steady rate. So by not allowing lifestyle inflation to creep in, I was able to save money quickly and build a level of confidence that would help me focus on what I realized was more important than money, time and freedom. I ended up convincing my employer to allow me to work remotely so I could give Midwest living a try. I moved to Cincinnati. Hello, lower cost of living. I also took a two-month unpaid sabbatical so I could walk the Camino. What started as an ambition to get out of debt quickly turned into so much more. It took me 38 days to walk 500 miles across a country. And while I have so much to say about that trip, we got to keep this short. So I'll just say that it was an incredible life experience that I highly recommend. Getting out of debt and walking the Camino taught me that I can do hard things. So when I got home, I adopted a dog, bought a house, and settled into a plan to reach financial independence by the time I turned 40. When I thought about the option to retire early, I kept questioning how I would use my time. What would I retire to? I know I'm passionate about the FIRE movement. To me, it's like financial literacy on steroids. I also really love to attend events and conferences and surround myself with people who have similar interests. So I came up with this concept to create the TED Talks of the FIRE movement, and I called it the Economy Conference. This was supposed to be my retirement project, but I got so excited about it, I couldn't wait. So I spent 20 months building the Economy Conference. Our first event happened on March 7th of this year, before the apocalypse hit, at the University of Cincinnati. We had nine incredible speakers, 250 attendees. We screened the documentary Playing With Fire. It was pretty much the best weekend of my life, and I can't wait to do it again in August 2021. So that's my story, folks. I hope it gives you a better understanding of why I'm so excited to be your new Optimal Finance Daily host. And I'd love to hear from you. If you have a personal finance question you'd like featured on the show, go ahead and email to finance at oldpodcast.com and you just might hear back from me soon. But for now, stay tuned for the next episode of Optimal Finance Daily, where I'll read to you from one of my absolute favorite personal finance blogs and where your optimal life awaits.